Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 96 of the Utah Royals FC show. My name is Lucas Muller, and I am joined by Cindy Lara. Cindy, how are you this afternoon? I am doing pretty fairly well. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. How are pretty you? Pretty fairly well. Pretty fairly well. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, doing okay. Um Excited to talk about the news and the fact that we have actual games on the schedule. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today uh, NWCL had the, the draw for seeds and um, for the teams. But before we dive into that, um, I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge um, all the protests going around uh, the U.S. this weekend. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of very... Um, rightful anger about the murder of George Floyd. Um, and just kind of, I wanted to acknowledge the weirdness of this is a really heavy moment. This is really important stuff. Um, this is a light being shined on an evil that has existed in our country really always. Um, and yet like, we're going to be talking about a game. Um, and so I think, you know, we're here to talk about soccer and we're, we are going to talk about soccer, but just say, um, we recognize the importance of this moment. Um, you know, we're, we are saddened by the death and the murder of innocent black people. Um, that's tragic. That's sickening. It has to change. Um, but we also want to be here and, and, you know, talk about soccer because that is the point of this podcast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's, it seems just kind of wild that, you know, we're talking sports right away. And those, I mean, we haven't had sports for a long time, but there's so much going on in just the world. And I mean, first, it's like, first we're dealing with COVID-19, uh, you know, the economic impact, the personal the impact to people losing loved ones. I mean, over 100,000 people have died, I think. We're 104,000 now, I believe. And that's just a it's just a number that you really can't wrap your mind about around. And then, you know, past couple of weeks, we've learned about Breonna Taylor and then Ahmad Arbery and now uh, George Floyd. And it's just like, it seems like a lot. And your heart just, I don't know. I've been talking to friends lately and it's just like, our hearts just feel so heavy right now. Um, you know, especially for the black community and, just the racism that we continue to see and it's just you know people are tired people are angry and I it's like there comes a point that we just it's it's enough and yeah it's I know my heart's heavy for sure and you know I've talked to friends and people are having trouble sleeping and you know protests are going on around the U.S. you know Every city, I think, in the U.S. is impacted in some way, and and you know, I I can hear the helicopters and the and police sirens more than usual, and it's just like, it's just it's a hard time, man. It's and that that has to be acknowledged because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't I think I think I just randomly just you know I think I've just my heart just has felt like I said so heavy and I I I've just I went to a protest yesterday and I was just like 
in tears because one, the solidarity of seeing people and come together to protest and, um, and it was just so powerful and one that we can do that. But, um, but at the same time, it's like, why we got to do this? You know, like why? And then you, the more you read about George Floyd and, you know, and I mean, his family and just, even just the video itself, you're just like, ah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a sad time. Hopefully a necessary time that brings about some change. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's heavy stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. You just looked and um, I had mentioned before we started recording that it's, it's kind of weird. The RSL and the Royals haven't put out any kind of statement. Um, looks like pretty much every other NWSL team has. Uh, it feels a little bit, I don't know, weird that, that they haven't. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all for the most part, a lot of these statements are just kind of pretty generic, um, kind of expected that, you know, you're going to say something about these tragedies, about the, the current situation. But so, so I don't know how much those statements really mean, but it also does feel kind of like silence is deafening when um, the teams haven't said anything about um, the protests about George Floyd or the other uh, murders. Yeah. And I think because I've seen so much reaction, um, necessary reaction, um, I think, you know, public figures, public entities, you know, um, if you're not speaking out, what the heck? Um, so I was, and I, like you and I were talking before we hit record was, yeah, why are the RSL organization and Utah Royals FC, um, mainly Utah Royals FC because, um, why, why, I mean, like every NWSL club has made some kind of statement. And like you said, it's, it seems like it just, you're right. It's, I hadn't noticed until you mentioned it. And then I went and checked every NWSL team's page and newsfeed and main feed and sure enough everyone has something whether on their feed or on their story and missing is utah royals fc and lucas any idea or thought why utah hasn't done this um no i i don't think it's like politically motivated or anything i i I don't want to really guess at um anyone's motive but maybe just an oversight i don't know i mean yeah i hope so um because fans do notice these type of things and um so yeah just curious very yeah yeah, just curious hmm well should we move on to the uh this morning's draw for the challenge cup Let's do it. All right. So um, this morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, um, uh, NWCL Commissioner Lisa Baird joined um, CBS Sports uh, for, honestly, a pretty solid um, televised event for for the draw. It felt like a real meaningful um, event. It felt like something big was happening. Um, I, I overall was impressed with the production value. They had 
videos ready for each team. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, you know, just the optics of this morning's uh, event? <laughs> well, first of all, um, I was, I think I went on our Slack channel for NWSL and I'm like, was, where's the, am I missing the rest of the schedule? <laughs> and, and, you know, it's in the middle of the workday, first of all. So um, I'm like, did I just miss it? What happened? So I don't know, maybe just the first half hour or the first round was worth um, televising. I mean, overall, I thought that the broadcast was done fairly well. Um, yeah, yeah it, it seemed very – it didn't seem like something you just, like, put on YouTube out of the blue. Um, so that was cool. But I think, yeah, I think it was kind of a big surprise just the way it was done. I was assuming group play, you know, kind of like they draw every team and then, like, every team gets <laughs> put in, like, a specific group. And But I don't know. Surprise. Yeah, we were both fully under the impression that it was going to be um, the preliminary round was going to be a group, you know, uh, three groups of three teams. Um, and that is not the format of this tournament, which was mm-hmm. uh, surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in case listeners don't know, this is basically teams were seated and um drawn against one another. Um, so Utah Royals was selected fourth. They took on second place, Washington Spirit, and not seated in the sense of how good the teams are. So it's not like, oh, Washington was the second best team. It was just blind draw, um, uh, really for the purposes of organizing, you know, um, each each team will play, um, is it, yeah, four games in the preliminary round um, against basically four or uh, yeah, four random teams. So not in a group. Um, and that was news to me. Um, maybe that had been announced and I missed it. Um, probably from the early speculation, they said that it was going to be a group stage and that ended up not being the format. But um, the teams Utah is facing um so their opening game of the tournament will be in Tuesday, um, June 30th, and they're going to take on Washington Spirit. Um, after that, uh, they'll take on um, Chicago Red Stars on July 4th, and then on July 8th, they'll take on um, Ole Rain, and mm-hmm. then they will finish the preliminary round against um, a little team called North Carolina Courage on the 12th of July. So that's a heavy schedule. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you what what do you think the likelihood of them beating those teams are? Woof. You know, that's a hard schedule. <laughs> like, um I think when I was like, oh, you know, when it was Utah versus Washington Spirit, I thought, oh, psh, that's an easy I mean, not like Washington's easy. I don't wanna put anybody in the easy category, but you're like, okay, maybe that's more of an evenly matched uh matchup but then yeah it's manageable and then as you like go down you're like oh wait and next is uh oh okay oh Mm -hmm. chicago red stars okay cool uh uh okay oh rain okay oh north carolina courage and then you're like 
That's three out of four teams that were in the playoffs last year. <laughs> That's a little hard. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a tough group. I mean, it's a tough, you know, preliminary round for Utah Royals FC. Um, yeah, I, I not let not that I'm nervous, but I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I feel that. I mean, if if it, they had swapped, let's say, Rain with, um, you know, Sky Blue or Houston, that feels a lot more manageable. But, um, you know, Rain were not lights out last season by any any means. Um, but Chicago is a good team, even without Sam Kerr. They're a good team. Maybe Sam Kerr being gone gives them an edge who knows um meaning the royals an edge but i still think the courage are the team to beat um you know they've shown that they're decent the past couple years yeah they're okay (laughs) (laughs) i think they'll go into this still being decent i don't want to say anything too crazy um Mm. but yeah it's it's going to be a tough tournament um Mm. I think probably the only team maybe with an equal or harder schedule would be Orlando Pride because they face Chicago as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But they take on Portland Thorns, um, The Courage, and who else? I've got one more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sky Blue. So they like have one probably team that's a little bit easier if you're looking at last year and Sky Blue. Sky Blue over Washington, but one team that's harder in Portland over the rain. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, there that. What's so crazy about this preliminary round is only one team exits, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. So mm-hmm. it's like it feels like musical chairs of you just don't want to be the odd man out, and it mm-hmm. looks like one of those two teams could be the Pride or the Royals. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely Yeah, I it's not an easy and I wonder I'm like, is this because of the home field advantage, Delio? Um, I don't know. Maybe Conspiracy Yeah, what's <laughs> what's weird is on the broadcast this morning, um, they said this was the first time anyone was seeing these these seat this seating. Um mm. And then everyone had their first game. Um, you know, th- they showed that on live on the on the TV. Um, and then there was nothing else that came out from the league. And then um, the rain tweeted out their their whole schedule for the preliminary round, mm. and no one else did. And the league didn't say anything. And it was a couple hours before mm-hmm. we saw the rest of the schedule. Yeah. yeah. Some like, people have speculated <laughs> that maybe they were trying to pair up teams for more interesting outcomes. Mm. Do you think the league would do that? Probably. Probably. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm yeah, you know, I It's not Don Garber. We can trust Lisa. It's true. But, you know, Lisa does want to make it spicy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't blame her. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, first league, let's make it spicy. Um, yeah, it's it was so weird. I don't even know how to I feel like we were just blindsided, but no. It could be. I mean, it could have been like trades, you know, you trade your slot in your teams. I'm sure there was some uh, I was like, okay, how about I? Yeah. I give you pride if you take dash. Yeah. And here is Sam Kerr back. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be so great. Sam, come back. Becky, come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, Becky. Um, what's that? Oh, you Becky. Love- how oh, how Becky. could she? Okay. How I could know. you? Yeah. <laughs> um she was on um kickback with Nina Anoha uh his podcast this past oh. week. Um if you or listeners haven't heard it, you know, normally we don't recommend other podcasts, but it was <laughs> awesome. I mean, Nina is so good at just like having a conversation and it's such a unique set up to have two footballers talking about their sport, especially because they know each other, having been a part of the same organization for about a year and a half. Um, It's very disarming. Um, And so it's not like Becky talking to a reporter or like a professional, like interviewer. Um, It's her talking to essentially a former colleague and someone who gets it and gets what it means to be, um a professional player they're both center backs Hmm. she has had um you know a bit more success in her career but Nidham did play in premier league he was well known Hmm. in the old england um and so yeah it's a lot of fun i mean his podcast generally is fantastic so definitely Hmm. recommend checking that out all right you say so (laughs) yeah uh, we so you and I were both on a call with uh Craig Harrington today. Um, he basically just recapped um the draw and you know was open to media for questions. Did anything from that jump out to you? Um, yeah, I think. Well, first of all, how he's just very excited. <laughs> um. Yes. He's he's very excited for for the season to start, and I love his enthusiasm. He's just it would I think be was... so it would be <laughs> so ahead. rough to be in his position, and you finally get a head coaching job, and you're so excited to to take a team and a team that you know has a lot of potential but has kind of underperformed, and yeah. then global pandemic hits, and you have to just sit at home. Mm. Yep. <laughs> But so I, I mean, can understand his excitement. Yeah, he's excited. So am I. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. No mm-hmm. pressure, Craig. No pressure. Um, yeah, I think for um, for me specifically, I think um, I was talking about – he mentioned that somebody asked if there were potentially – I believe it was Alex, good old Alex Vejar from Salt Lake's Tribune – he asked about the potential of adding new players. And I'm like, is this a way for you to, you know, I think I was like sneaky guy. <laughs> mm. I'm like, is this a way for him to get the word out on players that we have been awaiting? Maybe. Well, he asked this in a much more general yeah. sense than asking Stephanie like directly about Mario and uh, uh, 
Sarah uh, Buhati. Buhati. Um, and so maybe he was just trying to like warm up to the <laughs> idea of, are you guys, could you bring in anyone? Could that be a thing that happens? Is there, yeah. Yeah, but that was like, uh, he did ask if there was like the potential of adding new players because one, there's a lot of games. Um, and so there was a possibility, didn't really like spill the beans or anything, beans on toast. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So if there's a possibility of new play of potentially adding players for this tournament. He talked about four tr- extra trading players, if I remember hearing correctly. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, from Craig's perspective, he does want to get new players. Are they the players that we are anticipating? Probably not, but you know, we can dream, we can hope. We can Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of the teams that makes it to the final, you're playing, I think, seven games in like 28, 29 days, something like that. Maybe it's 30. Um, it's a lot for a short period. But also, if that's the only soccer you're playing in all of 2020, I just don't know if you're going to want to spin big in those players. Yeah, and that's something that I think we talked about last week. It's like, eh, is it worth it this season? Probably yeah. not. I, the more I think about it, the the more I'm afraid of, you know, if you're um, Mauro and the deal was close and then this came up and they're like, actually, we don't want to spend the money on you. Like, that seems like that could very well burn that bridge. Of, it, if I'm true. a player in that position, I don't know if I want to join your organization if you weren't willing to didn't value me enough to bring me in for 2020. Yeah. For or maybe like, it's a non-issue. Maybe not. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I thought I read something about Buhari saying that she hopes 2021 she could come to the U.S. Um, it's just hard because you're like, you're only guaranteed four games. After that, it's like, you know, wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, do you want to... One, you would have to come to the U.S., quarantine for two weeks, and then, you know, play only four games. Is there a season? Will there be a season? I don't know. And I'm like, is it worth it? Would you get paid the same? Is it half? I don't know. Do they have the same um, guarantees as, like, the NWSL players? I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of... uh... A lot of things to weigh in that. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Lucas? What stood out from Craig's uh Well, I think, Zoom he, I think he's excited. A little bit. Yeah. He's um, a little excited. I, he, uh, we don't know what kind of coach he will be, really. We haven't seen him coach a game, but he does say a lot of the right things when asked about the challenge of those um, those games, he, you know, having basically a hard schedule, if this is a group, this is kind of a group of death. Um, he seemed up for it. Like, he seemed excited to take on the challenge. I think he is looking forward to taking on Chicago because that's his old team. Um, I think he's excited to see what, what his team, what his players can do against the reigning champs. Um, and that's good. That's, 
you don't want a coach who's like, oh my gosh, this draw is going to be so hard. Like, I don't know if we can do it. You want a coach who's like, yes, these are the, these are the teams to beat and we're going to beat them. Um, and that's kind of the attitude that I, I was sensing from Craig. Um, I also asked him about um, how much they will be kind of reviewing film and um, letting the games that have been played inform their approach to the next one. Um, he, one, he was very clear that they are focused really only on Washington at this point. Everything is looking to prepare for taking in Washington. Um, and, you know, that's great. That's kind of what it is. Um, uh, and that they will be reviewing film, but it's also, you know, there's a short turnaround between games. It's not going to be, you don't have a week, two weeks to prepare for each opponent. You've got a couple days. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and like you said, he does say the right thing. So um, I think there was like probing for him to be like, get more out of him for the upcoming three games after the Washington spirit, but he was not budging and he was very, you know, on plan to stick to the Washington spirit. So <laughs> he's like, Oh, we're not worried about them. Washington spirit. Um, they are the team to beat. They are the team to beat. It would be um, so terrible if Utah goes out though. <laughs> that would be the worst. I mean, looking at the schedule. Don't say that. It's a great schedule. I'm just saying. Craig, good luck. Please <laughs> make us proud. Um, yeah, I think – and I think he knows every team well. Um, a lot of the teams pretty much kept the same characters, you know, strengthened a little bit more. But I think one important point he made was the new old rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's – a a very that's a team that we run I mean we know the players but coaching styles differently they have a new coach new identity yeah so yeah I wonder people must say that about the Royals too <laughs> what are they <laughs> gonna be we don't know this guy we don't wow, know them third. Craig give the ball to Kristen press it worked really well last year yep just long balls over the top should be fine. Just he's he's English, so I'm sure he loves that style. They perfected it. Um, Bend it like Beckham. Yeah. So I also asked him about U.S. Women's National Team players returning, um, of which Utah has two, and mm-hmm. uh, Kelly O'Hara and Kristen Press, and mm-hmm. he said. Um, general manager Steph- Stephanie Lee had had a conversation with them, I think this morning, um, about mm-hmm. basically logistics to get them back and what that would look like. He said he's not really promising anything, but hoping that they will be in Utah by the end of the week, which would be great because, man, if Kelly O'Hara is healthy and has strong, capable ankles <laughs> and can just destroy that sideline, that makes me feel so much better about the chances of this team. You are banking on Kelly O'Hara's ankles? I'm not banking on them. I'm just saying if they are, if her ankles are living up to the full potential of her ankles, then, you know, the sky is just the limit for Utah. So the future, the success of Utah Royals FC is on Kelly's ankles. No, not necessarily. (laughs) 
However, those ankles could help a lot. It's true. Kelly, no pressure on your ankles. But um, they better show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, go ahead. On, on that real quick. Um, I mean, so it does sound like they are coming. It's just a matter of when. Is that yeah. what I'm getting? Okay. That That's without directly saying that, that was very much my sense of what was happening. Okay. She did also say that there is an agreement with, mm. I think, between the league and U.S. soccer that U.S. women's national team uh, players will have their minutes managed. He didn't go into mm-hmm. any kind of detail of what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Someone on Twitter asked me, is there a reason they'll be managed? Why can't they play full 90? We don't really know other than U.S. soccer is going to care more mm-hmm. about U.S. soccer than the NWSL. They're paid by U.S. soccer. Um, and they want to keep their players healthy. They don't want to drop them into, you know, not really playing any game since the last U.S. friendlies um, to playing 90 minutes seven times within a month. Um, that would be th- – my guess is that would be the situation they're trying to avoid, but I don't know when we'll find out exactly the details of what having their minutes managed looks like. I think that probably had to be, yeah, like you said, it was an agreement and probably one that's going to be very enforced because um, with the games that they have planned, you know, you're playing a lot of games in a month. If your team goes far, um, you're risking a lot of like the future with U.S. soccer, you know, like Mm -hmm. Olympics are coming up, you know, should the world come back to that again but um yeah i i'm there are a lot of there were a lot of concerns coming from the u.s national team's side so it makes sense that there would be some kind of agreement to like okay you really got to take care of us because we're the money makers and (laughs) no we want to win olympic gold i don't know just that's what i would say if i was on the team which which is valid I mean, I don't know. They just won a World Cup. They don't need to get greedy. I know, right? Come on. Come on. Come on, gals. Just just play soccer. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Mm. Oh, gosh. First win uh, the Challenge Cup. That's the challenge. And then go get that uh, that mm-hmm. Olympic Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess For sure. In the Olympics. <laughs> whatever. But whatever. But to be fair, I think... Craig did mention there's obviously the agreement with the U.S. Soccer Federation for Kelly and Kelly's ankles and Kristen Press to (laughs) not play, uh, you know, manage their time. But I think he said that for majority of players, like no one is going to play 90 minute games um, just because of the timing. And so. I think just as a whole, I think you still want to be able to protect your players because if there is a season after this, you know, you want to have still a roster to be competitive and, you know, you don't want like Kelly's ankles to not work, you know, if there's a season Um, or, you know, if Ciara King, you know, to get injured in her rookie season, like, 
I, I think it's just general and maybe that's something that Utah's doing or Craig is wants to be wise about. Um, yeah, that's what he said that nobody's not everyone. I mean, it's just not possible that every, not everyone's going to play like 90 minutes. Like no one's going to play 90 minutes. Well, some people have to. That's true. But you're right. I think the players that do probably don't start the next game. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of shuffling or, you know, half here, half there, maybe depending on how the game is going, um, which I'm predicting total domination by Utah Royals FC. I think probably each game will be 5-0 win at least. Um, Totally. You heard it here first. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this competition is going to be a lot about depth. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the team has changed a lot Mm -hmm. since last season. So we're going to have to see how that goes. It's, it's It's just bizarre that we're... It's June. It's June 1st at the time of recording, and we still have not seen this team play. I know. So, I haven't seen anybody play. What are you talking about? I mean, we've seen <laughs> uh, the Germans play. Oh, yeah. But, I did uh, not watch yeah. that this weekend. Nor did I. I camped. Oh, yeah. And, You're uh, such a camper. Well, you know, I like to get outside when I can. <laughs> Utah's a good place for that. It's true. Is there bears? Yeah, just little black bears. You can fight them if you need to. What? You can't fight black bears. Um, you probably can. Black bears are pretty skittish. Grizzlies will kill you, oh. and polar bears will just like chomp you. There's Ugh. no. Well, I don't think we're gonna fight. Polar bears. I don't think we're going to find polar bears. You know, if the global warming keeps happening, they might just migrate down. Who knows? It's true. Just go camp and look at the backyard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when, so as a kid, I lived in Juneau, Alaska for like four years. And in the airport was a stuffed polar bear. And I remember being little and it was taller than my dad. And, I, and my dad is 6'2", so he's not a short guy. And I just remember being like, that is the biggest animal in the world. <laughs> You've lived everywhere. You lived in Nashville, mm-hmm. Portland. Oh, yeah. Juneau. A lot of Salt capital City. cities. Yeah. Capital city Luke. <laughs> yeah. Also, Salem. Portland is not the capital of Oregon, I don't think. Oh, Unless it changed yeah. since I left. Maybe. Hey, Portland folks. They What's sure the think they are. <laughs> they will always respond with, well, Oregon City was the original capital because no one from Portland likes Salem. So, <laughs> It just—it's sad. Oh man, um, yeah, that's cool. Well, um, any other thoughts on this uh, so-called Challenge Cup? It's gonna be a challenge, that's for sure. If you're Utah Royals FC, uh, but we're very excited. In the words of Craig Harrington, um, as long as we protect Kelly's ankles, we'll be okay. Oh. Wise words. Mm. All right. Well, we will end it there. And um, yeah, I assume it's going to be maybe a week or two before we have another show, just depending on news that comes out. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening and everyone be safe and make good choices.